All of the podcasts here at the Sideshow Network are now with the touch of a button on your iPhone and iPad. With the new Sideshow Network app, tune into all your favorite podcasts here at the Sideshow Network. Go to iTunes App Store, search for Sideshow Network, and download our free app to stream all of your favorite Sideshow Network podcasts at any time you want. The top comedians in the world are at your fingertips with the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad. Uh, welcome to another episode of Innovation Crush. Uh, my name is Chris Denson, your grateful host. Um, this is a show where we talk about a lot of innovations in marketing, media, technology, uh, and and the, the awesome people behind them. Uh, to my right, again, is the lovely Allison Johnston. Say hello, Allison. Hello, Chris. You're my guest co-host. I like having you here. Thanks. I like being here. I'm, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you Always. do. Any chance to be around you. <laughs> Tell them a little bit about yourself, just so people know who you are. And we all know you're from Texas. Uh, not we all, but I do. You do, yes. <laughs> um, but I've been here for quite a while. Um, I am a recent mm, former uh, director of marketing of an agency. Well, several, several agencies, different ones yes. here and there. But um, yeah, that's that is you. Yeah, you've done some pretty awesome stuff. I know about. I I have. I think I have. You should be Googled. I will. Everyone should Google Allison Johnston. Oh, two L's. There's like a athlete. Johnson with a T in the middle. Yes. So there we go. T at the end. Uh, sitting across from me is a gentleman by the name of Drew Baldwin. Say hello, Ooh. Drew. How you doing? Oh oh, how you doing? I even get that. That's great. Uh, I am doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, you have good hair. You do have that, hair. I know. I just got a haircut. It was a lot longer. It's too bad you can't see. Oh. But uh, thank you. I appreciate it. How long was long? It was like bushy. You know mm. what I mean? It was mm-hmm. so long as kind of, I guess if you like unrolled it all. It was long. <laughs> yeah. It was a big <laughs> pile. Like Rapunzel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last time I saw you, you had a beard. You had like a full on beard the last time I saw you. You just switch it up every now and then? Yeah, I like it. to switch it up. You know, surprise my girlfriend. Nice. You know, Beards hey. are sexy. I can't grow one. It's it's kind of sucky. You know, I can't get it story. to connect in the middle under my nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a little like Salvador Dali kind of thing. Well, there you go. You got a story behind it. You can melt cheese at home and tell people it's you're, you've been inspired. Um, so I'm going to read a little bit about you. Uh, only titles, you know. Um, but when I, when I read your email signature, I get founder of Tube Filter, uh, executive director of Social Media Week Los Angeles, Executive producer of the Streamy Awards. Um, how do you do it all? <laughs> <laughs> well, I attempt it all. Um, you know, I think the good news about both the Streamy Awards and Social Media Week is that these are big events that have cycles throughout the year. So there's really intense moments. Like right now we're in the tense, intense moment for Social Media Week Los Angeles, right. which mm-hmm. is coming up right around the corner on September 23rd to 27th. The Streamy Awards... Sort of the last Streamy Awards we had were in February, right in the heart of awards season. So the way that cycle works is that it, it, they're complementary. For Tube Filter, that's just the full time job that happens the whole time. Right, right. You know, we're publishing news about online video. We're producing events to help support the online video community, and um, 
So why? So why? Why do you do this all? Right? Like you know, I, one thing I like to ask people when they come on the show is kind of what's your personal brand? Like what's your personal mission in all this? Because you could easily taper it down, right? If you if you wanted to, but obviously you care about the medium enough and the communication tools enough to. You know, grow a, a five o'clock shadow for us. Um, <laughs> so, you know, what is your kind of personal take on, on why you do what you do? Well, I think with everything that we do at Tube Filter, which includes Social Media Week Los Angeles and the Streamy Awards and Tube Filter Meetups and the site itself, Tube Filter News, we're really at our core. Our mission is to raise awareness around um, creative expression. So the way we've done that initially with Tube Filter News was we wanted to legitimize a certain sector of online video, which in 2008, it was a big jumble. We wanted to focus on intentional production. So <laughs> professional really wasn't the right word at the time because nobody was making money. Right. People were, they had an intentionality about their work. That's actually a great way of putting yeah. that. I've, I've never heard that, but you're right. It's, in, it's that intention to put out something. Like, at least is not like happenstance. Oh, look at what my cat just did. But it is like, hey, we're, we're going to think about this before we go and shoot it. Exactly. So it's still user-generated content. It's still also professional. So like from the very beginning, it's been anything from like almost pure UGC uh, YouTuber stuff to studio-produced uh, original programs for the web. But what we did not focus on were, like what you just said, um, you know, the witness of a meteor right. uh, landing, uh, you know, things where that were just sort of accidental viral hits was not really what we're doing because we were trying to focus and identify uh, on the beginnings of an industry. Right. And so we were focusing on creators that were really making a commitment to um, this brand new medium, which was really very exciting. You know, 2008 was right around the time of the Writers Guild strike. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was a perfect time for us to start Tube Filter because there was so much talent that was out of work or not working, right? Hollywood yeah. was shut down. So we had writers and directors that were jumping into this online video thing and colliding with a lot of um, the creators that were there that were looking to um, reach even bigger. Is that, does that kind of make it like almost like the is that kind of where the spirit of rebellion comes from right there's always kind of like this little bit of a tension between traditional you know content makers and online content makers i hate to break them up like that but you know there's always sort of this there's a little bit of a gap right and and is that and because you just told that story um is that sort of where you think it comes from like the writer strike and, and that's really where it started to take off because hey i'm i'm going to keep working and keep making good stuff well, it, it, it definitely was for us in, in Tube Filter. And I think, yeah, I think there's still a little bit of territoriality um, that exists. But we're seeing a lot more collaboration because everyone benefits from that. From the first Streaming Awards, you know, to the most recent one we had at the Hollywood Palladium in February, it was always this mix of um, traditional entertainers right. and the sort of new media entertainers and creators and news reporters and personalities but um, they both all share this enthusiasm and passion and I think you're right about that rebelliousness because there's something very attractive to the uncensored landscape yeah. of online video well, it was almost like the fuck you movement right it was, <laughs> yeah. to pardon my French um, but no it was like alright well you know we it's like you said, it's kind of like celebrating creativity and it's, it's going to exist and grow, you know, anywhere. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like indie music. I mean, there's a total indie feel to a lot of online video, but then there's like a total um, culture unto itself, right. particularly on YouTube. I mean, we had this new category at the Streaming Awards called First Person Series, which was really pioneered <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. I mean, this is like the vlogger. This is like the Philip DeFranco type right. first person series, direct to camera, where they, you address your audience directly. And that really doesn't exist anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's, I mean, that actually on touches YouTube. on something really cool. It just, I mean, in terms of the streamies, because one of the notes I had was just kind of like, it is a mashup of people, right? Like yeah. you don't, you almost don't know what brand of person you're going to get. Like if I go, you know, if you go to any other award show, like it's pretty much a, the same sea of people. Here it is very much, it can be the guy who's, you know, at his, in his mom's basement in Tennessee somewhere and, you know, an executive at one of the major studios. Um, you know, I guess the the question is kind of like, how do you meld those two? And like, is there like, what is, what is the tone like in the room? Well, that was really interesting for us. And it was a challenge because we're trying to build a mainstream show and with a mainstream platform to showcase online video. But when you collect a niche groups together, it becomes kind of weird. But, you know, that was really Like this cool. show. Yeah. So it was like, you know, we had Vern Troyer, but then we had Larry King, but then we had Toby Turner. You know I mean? Right. It was like, and everyone was like, whoa, when would this ever happen? I mean, that's what's kind of cool about online video on the internet. Um, but it, it worked out really well, actually. And... Um, there's so much programming because there's moms and then mm-hmm. there's gamers, which right. are huge. And um, trying to contain it all is a huge challenge. But I think where else are you going to see this sort of? Uh, well, I, think there's a- I mean, the Grammys, maybe American right. Music Awards. You know, it's you'll see like country people, like country. But, the, music, but those have been around pop, for so right. long, right? Like yeah. those have been around for years. Where the stream is what four or five years old now. Yeah. So you know, and to bring all these people together, I think there's also like a natural curiosity from you know, kind of both sides of the, of the table. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, it, what is the opportunity in the other space, right? Like if I, if I am a YouTuber, like okay, maybe there's an opportunity for me in the in the Hollywood and, and, and vice versa, um, or Hollywood's trying to figure it out. And I guess that kind of goes into a next question. It's kind of like, um, I guess, how do you feel like that the mainstream Hollywood has adopted to web video yet? Like, has has it been figured out? You know, there's a lot. There's so much conversation that happens around it. That's why I stuttered my way through that whole, <laughs> that whole I, question. I, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think that it's it's a path that's being forged together. Right. Um, I mean, take a look at Maker Studios and what mm-hmm. uh, it has accomplished uh, in the last five years. Right. Right. And when you're talking about an entertainment media company, just you have to remember, like, um, this is five years. I mean, this yeah. isn't a lot of time. And um, it, there's just been so much that's, you know, from when they first created, created Maker Studios to when they first got that sort of round and then they got the huge investment from Time Warner. Right. And then now they're expanding overseas um, and they're doing it with executives from traditional media and it's really looking, starting to look like a media company that's unlike, I mean, that's that's like you know uh, any what, other traditional media company in the way that they're aggressively growing or awesomeness TV, what they were able to. Oh my gosh, yeah. Now, well, it's almost like you've got this young genre, and you know, it's like, and then you get the ha- you get the the helping hand from a seasoned business person, right? You got the creative right. mm-hmm. person who's like, ah, oh, I just made, you know, I made some really awesome stuff, 
and then you've got these executives who like know how to run a business. Yeah, actually, that's a really, really good point uh, because thank you. I've been practicing. No, I mean, I, I think that we're, <laughs> we're now finally at a stage where um, uh, business people, business-minded people, people who are passion passionless with regards to the creativity, right? Who right. think mm-hmm. of this in partnership. Uh, that's finally happening, and we're seeing that. We're seeing, you know, the YouTube partner program did amazing, uh, opened up doors in a way to, to create professional group. Yeah. professional group of online video creators, right? Because prior to that, there was no way to monetize YouTube videos. Right. And that that was, I think, the, the beginning of the professionalization of this industry, the YouTube partner program. But now there's even more and more and more opportunities. And you take an example like Smosh and what they are as an institution. I mean, first they were just passion-fueled creators, but they... Um, were able to expand their partnership with Alloy. Right. Their partnerships allowed them to really build out. I mean, now they have magazines at yeah. Barnes and Noble, which is weird because I thought print media was supposed to die. Right. So now <laughs> exactly. you can buy a Smash Smosh magazine, which is to me well, insane. It, but that's but I think that's also a good point too because you you look at like. What, if if someone creates a brand, that brand can exist in multiple formats, right? right. And people think, oh, no one's going to watch TV anymore because of online video. Or, but when you look at the, in the one of the conversations we had earlier was kind of like the progression of media, like from radio to TV to you know, and movies and so on and so forth. None of the other genres died, right? None right. of none, movies didn't go anywhere. People kept going to movies. Radio didn't die, and you know, if you look at statistically. Viewing is up across all platforms, you know, in most cases. But to, I mean, to your point, like to launch a magazine is is gutsy. But, you know, if it, do you know if the magazine actually has done well? Oh, yeah. You can't get it anywhere. It's sold out really? all the time. I mean, Smosh has built such a huge following. The the fans are so rabid. Right. And I think that's part part and parcel with the, the nature of online video and that interactivity. And what we're talking about, that kind of first person series and that yeah. sketch, that approachability. I mean, Smosh. You know, they put on a show, but they're also individuals that are characters. Like you go to conferences um, like VidCon, and and you know people are mobbing them to right. to chat with you know to chat with them to interact with them, see them in person. So that's a great way of taking a brand and really um, you know finding new ways to uh, give those audiences more stuff to work with. Nice, yeah. Um, so I'm secretly videotaping this conversation. Uh, will I win a streaming? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a, first you have to submit, and um, submit to me. No, yeah. it, really, what is it, like? What's the criteria, right? What are, what are the criteria? Because when you look at the plethora and sea oh, yeah. of video yeah, yeah, that's yeah. out there, like, what is the criteria you look at and go, "All right, you well, guys get to." <laughs> I mean, obviously, people submit, but you know, what are sort of the, the well, criteria? Yeah, so first and foremost, people have to submit, so they have to take themselves seriously. So that's the first okay. stage, right there, right? If you uh, are just messing around. I don't think you're going to take the time and um, uh, sort of pony up the resources to be seriously considered. So first and foremost, you have to consider yourself a professional. And so that's that actually does. So I'm out. I'm so out. you're gone. You're out. Okay. So sorry. So shut the camera <laughs> off. This interview's over. No. Um, and then after that, you know, there's, there, there's, there's certain types of content that we don't allow. Anything that was originally aired on TV. Um, anything, you know, there's some sort of other, we have like censorship and decency in terms of like, right. you know, it has to be, um, 
uh, of a certain professional quality. Right. And then beyond, and then after that, then we sort of dice it up into terms of like, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? You can't submit something that's clearly a drama for a comedy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, uh, you know, we also honor individuals like actors and directors and writers. Yeah. Um, so um, at that point, then what's cool about the streaming awards is that there's like a, a public fan component and then we have our blue ribbon panel okay. and those two uh, work together really to produce the nominee list. So on the fan side, fans and audience is, are encouraged to submit as well. Right. And, you know, we tally up all those submissions. They happen, it happens on Twitter and that actually goes into determining one of the nominees. Then the blue room mm-hmm. panel reviews, um, the entire, you know, the, the panel, not to be confused with Pap's it. Blue Ribbon. Yeah, That's not a different to be, panel. No, yeah, it's not a Pap's Blue Ribbon. It is a Blue Ribbon okay. panel. Okay. <laughs> Pap's. I'm just saying, uh, you know. Um, so, yeah, so we, uh, so then that's, that, I mean, it's, a, it's an arduous process. I mean, being yeah. on the Blue Ribbon panel is an honor, but it's also a lot of hard like work. Like, how many hours do they spend just sitting there going through footage and probably half of it's crap? It's like, yeah, uh, how many hours does it take to throw a dart at the uh, submissions? No, uh, they, yeah, there's a lot of work co- combined. I mean, not like, you know, the way it works. In most academies, like we 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 modeled our voting process after a number of major award shows. Actually, okay. our partners are Dick Clark Productions, who uh, helped to produce the Golden Globes and the American Music Awards, and they had a lot of familiarity with this process. But you know, you basically divide and conquer, right? And what, so what was it like? And what was the journey like? I mean, that's awesome because you know to know that behind the the glitz or whatever behind the event is that there's a real process behind such a, a newish. You know, creative form that that it's being rewarded. Um, what you know, just what is? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I think we were kind of scared out of our minds. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, because we had no idea what was going to come out on the other end. You know, and we um, we didn't know if this was going to. Yeah. You know, we were just waiting to see what the output was. Um, and there were actually a lot of surprises. There were a lot of. Um, interesting uh, shows and and people that weren't included or and that were not included there were shows that we had never heard of right you know and this is we're tube filter I mean we're supposed to try to know everything I mean we're we you know we we're we're striving to be the authority in online video. But you can't you can't and, possibly like no but there were like shows from Venezuela right. that were mm. just like mind blowing. Right. Um you know and uh, that was really cool for us to discover that too. And so the Streamy Awards was a great discovery platform, not just for everyone who was involved in terms of the nominees, but also the fans and the producers ourselves. Yeah. Like we we um, really learned a lot. Um, and that was great because there's no real place to collect all of this and funnel it in. I mean, you know, TubeFilter, we write about the news. We're not really a curation right. site. The Streamy Awards, you know, we strive to honor the highest excellence in online video. So it rises to the top. And that fan component too is really, really important because then the audience has a very important voice in shaping the awards and, you know, who, well, it's the most interactive video platform. Like, yeah. So, um, and, and then 
one thing I, I love about the streamies is that it's also kind of a lesson in perseverance, right? You know, like you, mm-hmm. uh, coming from two filter into the streamies, and then I know year one was a smash, right? Like it, it was incredible. Year two was a little bit more difficult, and then you took a year off, right? Is that yeah. so? Like just as much as you can, kind of walk us through that journey, just from a you know almost like an internal standpoint. Like what do you do? You from know, the very beginning. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So just like that whole journey, you know, it's kind of it was up and down, but it's like it's still very very successful. So so we so we started to filter, and maybe about six months later, we're like, let's do an award show. Like, yeah, I mean, why not? Right? Like most entrepreneurs, you're like, oh yeah, let's. And also, yeah, let's just expand horizontally. <laughs> why not? Exactly. Right? Let's just do it. There's only three of us. Let's write know? a book. Let's. You know, yeah. Let's. Let's just you know. Let's just create a worldwide company. You know. Why not? Right. You know. I got a GoDaddy account. So. <laughs> So why not? We didn't know what we were getting into. We'd never, I had never produced uh, an award show before in my life, you know. But we were lucky because of the writers killed strike. So we just had some really good people, and they had like you know nowhere else to go, I guess. Right. So on the first year, I mean, we had of course Felicia Day, who was the darling of the industry, um, but then Neil Patrick Harris shows up, and Lisa Kudrow shows up, and Joss Whedon shows up, yeah. and we're like. I gotta if say, you I will was it, surprised. They will come. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. like, I was like, damn. No, right? I, I gotta say, this like, is easy. <laughs> this is easy, right? Right. Oh, so this is how you. This is, like this is like you know our first company we ever started. It's like oh, so all you have to do is like want something and it just happens. Is that? So that's why people aren't successful. They just don't want it. I was like, you know what I mean? Like so we're very naive approaching that. And I think we what we did was we one it was such a success the first year. Um, that there was a lot of pressure for the second year, mm-hmm. not just on us, but also on the nominees and the participants. So when we came into that second year, um, there was a lot of ambition. There was a lot of people involved. And um, for many people, this was their chance. This is their only chance right. to get exposure. I mean, there wasn't that kind of infrastructure yet. There were no MCNs at that time. Mm-hmm. There were no multi-channel networks. There weren't managers. There weren't publicists this right. was it so when you had that moment on stage you really wanted to grab the attention and what it became was like it really was like overwhelmingly attention grabbing right mm. you know this was p- inter- internet at its purest right now and i think a lot of people um were, were shocked at uh the diversity of um content right and uh taste <laughs> That you know it, that's on the internet, but I mean it was it was a pure internet show. I mean we gave them complete license, but I think what we realized at that moment was like we need to partner with some uh, seasoned veterans because this was getting right. huge. I mean we had big sponsors, we had um, a huge platform, all eyes were on us. Sure, and, you know we needed to work with somebody who had some experience, and so we teamed up with Dick Clark Productions, who, like I said before. You know, our seasoned veterans—they produce every single variety show and award show you could think of. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, that partnership was great. And so, what we did was we stopped and started to try to rethink the Streamy Awards and how to really position this as a mainstream show, like a piece of entertainment in of right. itself. And we we're very, very successful at that. I mean, with the last Streamy Awards, we had seven hundred thousand live viewers. Um, it's amazing, and you know, within four, or three months afterwards, we had over six million VOD uh, on the uh, on the show, which was great since we didn't really market it because the way the show is built, right? You know, everyone who's involved is marketing. It's a real social show in that way, and so that that really um, 
really rethinking how to produce a mainstream show and really, really amp up um, the type of programming that was native to online video and to YouTube was really important. I think initially we just kind of modeled it after the Emmys. Right. And that wasn't a great match exactly. I mean, this last year. So you guys basically had a a lengthy journey finding your voice. Yeah, it was was like a reboot. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, because of that mainstream appeal, you know, we were able to bring on our, our headline sponsor, which was Coca-Cola. Yep. And uh, that was, that really enabled Which goes great part. with Vanilla Ice, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Vanilla Ice, uh, that was also another thing where I was like, all right. I got to say, that was, that was actually, to me, it was one of the peaks of the show. It like, was gutsy, though. It was, was like, it was, exactly. What? I was like, come on, this is the internet. <laughs> like, you know, that was part of it like last year. Like, let's not take this too seriously. I mean, this mm-hmm. is an important award, but it doesn't have to be stuffy. Well, it has to speak to the genre, right? Like, it has to speak to, like you said, the fans. And there is a little bit of campiness that you won't find in any other awards platform. And one of the things, we, we talked to a lot of brands, a lot of agencies on the show, but that's always one thing is like, always being authentic to the audience right you know if you got too stuffy and everyone was in bow ties and you know you had you know really really pretty you know trophies and and those kinds of things which your trophies are awesome by the way um but but no it's like you you have you have to give the audience something of 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 what they're used to and and tonally at least i totally agree with you i mean i think that um when some of the more traditional shows try to do and and integrate that kind of campiness, it doesn't really work. Right. And so we have an opportunity here to do something really cool. I mean, I think the VMAs do a fantastic job in, yeah. I mean, they're, it's insanity over there. But Are I you guys going to have Miley Cyrus this year? Uh, well, ooh, hmm. Oh, oh, hey, I may have touched hey, on hey, something. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right, I'll leave that one alone. Uh, I won't even edit it out, though. I'm going to leave, leave it up as a teaser so people will keep coming back to our show to see what's going on with Miley Cyrus and, and the streamies. One more streamies question, then we can switch over to uh, your other job. Uh, <laughs> um, but as you mentioned earlier, like how the industry changed and, you know, there weren't managers, there weren't multi-channel networks and so on and so forth. As this industry continues to grow and evolve at a, like a really rapid pace, like how do you keep up in terms of how you program it, how you discover you know new talent or discover existing talent that you just don't know about? Like how do you stay on top of the change in the ecosystem by which you're you're, you're programming around? Well, I think that's what's great about having TubeFilter because we're constantly. I mean, this is our 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 mandate. Is to I've been on a mandate before. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> how to work out? <laughs> I'm married now to to a woman. It was it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Oh really? Give us an all drive. Oh no, all drive. No, all drive. I'll drive. <laughs> no, okay, let's watch. <laughs> Fist fight. Please go ahead. No, you. Yes, that could be tough. It could be. So um, our mandate <laughs> is uh, you know just to, to to stay on top of everything that's happening in the video industry and understand all the new things that are happening. So, for example, we are just going crazy around Vine right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vine is popping off. And I think it's actually worth uh, talking about a little bit, only because you thought that, you just thought that, like, we ma- like the platforms were done. I, I, really, I was like, <laughs> yeah, 2012, exactly. I was like, we got Facebook, we've got yep. uh, mm-hmm. YouTube, you know, we've got Twitter, Instagram, great, okay, they got in last minute. It's closed, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, then, guys, come boom, on. Boom, Vine. I mean, the guys on Vine are amazing. I mean, 
we had we were watching some some viners you know raise a you know, toast for their 3000th fan on on vine right and then 5 weeks later it was a million that's wow. crazy. Right? And, and, you know, that's a testament also to the way that Vine programs, um, uh, they're featured yeah. content. Um, I think it's very smart how they do that. But, I mean, we've seen a lot. Now, actually, I think what I thought was really interesting about Vine is that it's allowing some YouTubers to reinvent themselves, especially if they're pigeonholed right. in a certain identity. Like, Day Storm is comedian. is yeah. amazing. Yep. on Vine. I mean, he's really, and he's got a little crew and they, the, that type of, those lessons learned in collaboration. Are Minus great. his cameo in the uh, Harriet Tubman sex tape video. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you see? Uh, huh. Oh, no, that was pure comedy. It, 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 yeah, it was pure. It was definitely pure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, even speaking of Vine, like uh, you, you mentioned earlier, because Vine is not the first video platform to pop up, right? Like, no. especially like micro video. There's been, you know, there's been a, a, a lot a, of attempts. A, a few. Uh, so, how does you maybe you don't maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but how does one cut it through the clutter? Because there's probably ten vines, right? How does Vine itself kind of rise? It's funny. I think it's totally depending on the creative talent that embraces it, right? And then that becomes. Uh, self-perpetuating but it's such, it's, I feel like it's such an organic process like you know I signed up for Twitter I probably didn't use it for two years right I just I was like let me just see when, okay. can you use Twitter can you use video on Twitter no I don't think so right so uh, but I mean Instagram has instru- has introduced video but I don't see it taking off in that same way there's, right. there's a lot of reasons for that um, which I won't go into now because we have an entire panel dedicated to it <laughs> oh. at Social Media ah. Week Los Angeles perfect segue <laughs> so, yeah, we're actually teaming up with a group called Colab, and oh, yeah. they are uh, you know a multi-channel network for Vine creators. And, and I don't if you if you read Mashable or any like even BuzzFeed, they always have a video of the top vines mashup. Right. Mm-hmm. It's basically they put those out, so they'll sign Vine uh, creators, and basically are able to monetize them on YouTube in these uh, mashup videos. That's crazy. It's really kind of interesting. Mashup, I mean, like it's just a compilation of sure. like top vines of the week or no, top I've seen vines them. of the month. Yeah. And, and those actually uh, then media picks up, like TubeFilter, um, Mashable, BuzzFeed, and then uh, you know redistributes. Right. And I think that also helps a little bit. So they're going to be talking about, I mean, they have so much insight on how that's, that's working. And now Vine creators are up to, up to 3 million followers. It's absolutely... Um, insane yeah. how fast it's exploding and I don't know if you've used the platform uh, to for your own entertainment for your passively I, I toyed around with it yeah. De- definitely don't because my business partner is like, <laughs> it, like he's got to put it down yeah. you have to put it down it's like just one more goldfish one more goldfish one more goldfish you know um, so what is what is your role as executive director of Social Media Week? What are you responsible for? Yeah, so first let's talk a little bit about what Social Media Week is because I think that'll help. Mm-hmm. Social Media Week is um, it's a worldwide event, first and foremost. It's in nine cities simultaneously. Um, and those cities um, are all over the world. Berlin, Bogota, uh, London, Mumbai, Sao Paulo, Torino, Toronto, Chicago, and then Los Angeles. <laughs> And um, TubeFelter is basically the producer of the event in Los Angeles. So we're all connected, but we don't have very much to do with one another. Right. But it's all happening once, so there's this sort of um, synergy 
of attention around social media and the Social Media Week brand that we play off of and create a global event. So as the executive director, my job is to put together the program and um, really create and ignite conversations around social and how it's impacting our lives, right? How is our culture impacted by social media, economic, social, community, entertainment? How is social media and more loosely technology and entertainment really transforming the way that we're living? Do you think it's the, do you think social media is the nucleus of you know our day to day experience now? I, I think it touches everything. You know, I mean, t- social media is so much part of our life now that it's, it's it's funny because I'm like, okay, so how do we program a conference about social media? What doesn't have a social media component? I mean, any you know, from anything from advertising and marketing at its core, right? But you know, we look our themes include community, civic engagement, um, social action innovation and entrepreneurship, entertainment, celebrity, lifestyle, culture. And we're finding that it's really easy. You could probably talk about everything. I yeah, mean, that's of, true. We have this list of like the top mm-hmm. 25 innovators in uh, social media. It's called the Social 25. We just put it out. Nice. And, uh, you know, NASA's on it. <laughs> right, because yeah, yeah. like they them with the with the Curiosity and the Mars rover, like the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, they're here based in in the LA area. We had Dan I mean, Goods on the show. You should talk to that guy. He's he's awesome. He's oh, actually yeah. JPL's visual strategist. He turns all their scientific concepts into art exhibitions. Yeah, visual strategist. Yes, I know, right? Oh, right. Doesn't that sound like such a BS term? Like, what do you do? Well, I'm a visual st- strategist. You're like, oh, come on, what's that? Seriously, like, come on. It's like, come on, you're not a rocket scientist. I'm like, well, actually, technically, I, it's like I, I'm a what is it? I'm a visual strategist at NASA. Exactly. Then it's like, oh, damn. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's a slap in the face right there. <laughs> Let me finish at NASA. Yeah, you can say anything at NASA. You could be like the l- the lunch lady at NASA, though. Yeah, you know, like oh, oh, well, come on in. <laughs> I'm a calorie distributor. The nutrient. I'm a nutrient nutrient distribution distribution strategist <laughs> at nutrient NASA. Distribution strategist. All right, that, we just came up with the title of this this episode. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, at NDS. Yeah. <laughs> um, have a Facebook page. No, so I, I mean, from a programming standpoint, it, it, you're right. It's gigantic, right? It's a gigantic. Like, what part of our lives doesn't this touch? It, I guess when you go to each of the nine locations, right, there is a specific, I don't know, brand of engagement. I think obviously LA is very entertainment focused and, you know, um, industry specific. So how, you know, what, what is the programming look like? Is it over the four, four, four or five five days, days, five days. So it's September 23rd to 27th. And you're right. I mean, entertainment is really huge asset. Mm-hmm. And a just you know a distinctive asset for Los Angeles, but really we like to look at it more as the creative community and not just um, traditional notions of entertainment. So this also includes this new innovation and entrepreneurship yeah. perspective, which is Southern California tech scene. So I mean, you have someone like Snapchat is based in LA; it's right mm-hmm. there in Venice. Um, you have um, fashion blogs. You have uh, nasty gal you have um, a, a real interesting um, alternative to Silicon Valley which right. is happening here mm-hmm. which is taking advantage in Silicon Beach it's yeah. like the whole all the buildings in Santa Monica Yahoo Google have all been taken over like yeah exactly like a, it's like a tenement yeah we're we're speaking of which we <laughs> are the 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 event is actually at this place called Rock Santa Monica yep which is 
where our headquarters is. It used to be a Google headquarters until they moved town mm-hmm. to uh, Venice. Um, and now it's home to 100 startups, like including Uber. I mean, like big It's like con- a hostel for geeks. It is really cool. And it, you know what? That's a great way of putting it because like, <laughs> I take all my meetings really by just walking around. It's like, hey, what's going on? How are you? You know, and there's totally people with like the full Euro backpacks walking. No, just kidding. Oh. Like, really funny. <laughs> it's like a walking stick. Where are you going? <laughs> pilgrimage. <laughs> going to a pilgrimage. Are you coming? Pilgrimage to Palo Alto. <laughs> no, but I think, um, uh, yeah, so it's really, really cool. Um, so we're in the heart of this uh, 100 startup hub in you know, six blocks from the ocean. It's really um, a great locale. And we're, we're doing a lot around innovation and entrepreneurship. I can tell you a little bit about what we're doing that day. So you have um, Mark Suster. You know, he uh, runs uh, Upfront, Upfront yep. Ventures, but also was an investor in Maker Studios and a serial entrepreneur. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. nice work, dude. <laughs> and then um, uh, Roger Berman, who uh, he is the president of Rachel Zoe, but he was also part of Recognition Media, which is the Webby's and Internet Week New York, and he invested in Who, What, Where, wow. which mm-hmm. is all based, you know, um, it's, it's all part of the L.A. startup and tech and innovation entrepreneurship scene. And um, we're doing some cool stuff with uh, Uber and Surf Air about disruption in the sharing economy. Nice. Um, and then uh, we have this startup converse, uh, competition where um, actually – It's the crowdfund, uh, right? Yeah, the crowdfund yeah. XLA. So basically – Crowdfund uh, XLA. I'm going to plug it. Just Crowdfund oh, yeah. XLA. XLA. Yeah, not crowdfund, but right. it is fun. But crowdfund <laughs> right. XLA. And so you know, uh, Launchpad LA generously donated a $100,000 prize to these startups who are competing. And there'll be a, like the final lightning round of the final 10 will be at Social Media Week. That's really and cool. Someone will go home with, uh, you know, they'll be basically accepted into the Launchpad LA class. So where can people find out more about Social Media Week Los Angeles? Easy. SMW.LA. All right. Is there a Twitter handle? SMWLA. Everything's SMWLA. Yeah. Um, so I want you to, to finish this phrase for me. Uh, just try and take all this emotional buildup we've, we've accomplished here uh, and finish this phrase. Innovation to me is we're not going to edit out the silence either. <laughs> no, this is, don't worry. This is what I do to everybody. So yeah, no, I, I like the question. Um, it's about being true. So not, I yeah. think that what that means is um, if you really want to innovate, um, you just need to passionately invest in those true thoughts that you have. You know, I think as soon as you try to do something, uh, it's already not innovative. Right. You know, if you try mm-hmm. to do something or emulate something or do something that you think people will like, you know, that kind of approach is all backwards. I think it really is something that emanates from within. Right. And um, it, it because every single person's different, if you're true to yourself, then it will automatically be new and innovative. Yeah. Because every single person is unlike any other person that existed before. Right. So, you know, I really think that's it's about, you know, really kind of having the, the being brave enough to really uh, not worry about success or the outcome or the output and just do something totally new and innovative. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a quote about truth. Uh, Robert, who's also one of our co-hosts and the co-creator of the show, uh, he usually asks our guests like for a favorite quote. But you just reminded me of one that is kind of like um, I'm going to botch it, but it's uh, uh, don't try to be the next somebody. You know, you're already the first you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're already the first you that ever existed. So you have an opportunity to be innovative in in exactly who you are, exactly to your point. Well, I think that's what it's at the core of, like, all the stuff that we do, like streamies, yeah. Social Media Week LA, TubeFelter. It's really about celebrating those who just, um, just do and yeah. don't care. And um, that's what's so appealing to me personally about online video and about social media is that it creates opportunities for people to just sort of truthfully express themselves um, because it's just so wide open. Right. Um, and it's right there in the access. It's like you can access people and find people that mm-hmm. will embrace you and that you can embrace and interact with that, you know, 10 years ago that couldn't happen. Yeah. I say it all the time. I, I talk about how it's it, social media to me is, is all about recognition, right? Like being acknowledged for just even if it's like, if I'm on Allison's Facebook page and I say, hey, and I see that picture from her birthday, maybe I missed the birthday, but like, hey, happy birthday, happy birthday or, oh, nice new car. Congratulations on the, th- it's, or in, in your case, it's like good work. You know, um, yeah. it is that, that form of acknowledgement that kind of resonates with everybody. And it's so immediate. It's like that immediate, like, okay, I put this out there. I'm going to get feedback. Unfortunately, we have no feedback on this show yet because no one listens. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. that's where you come in. Uh, no, we're, we're we're doing okay. But I do want to thank you for uh, coming by. This has been been oh, awesome. Yeah. Are we out of time already? That went so fast. Uh, well, no. You 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 packed it full of full of golden nuggets. I mean, if, if, do you want to say something else? What else you got? No, we, I'm good. <laughs> I, I have a question. Oh, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't see how we can not ask when we have the executive director of social media. Let's do here. it. Oh God. No, do you? <laughs> what do you think of the uh, Twitter IPO this morning? You know, that's really interesting. I think um, good question. Though. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, and Twitter, you know, they, I mean, talk about a, a company that really didn't have. I mean, I shouldn't go on the record on saying this, but I really didn't see the business model initially. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just it was a, it's a passionate idea. And it just took off and, and people just went with it. And, you know, they got investment. Um, maybe there was a master plan the whole time. Yeah. Though it doesn't feel like it. I don't think it. so. Mm-hmm. I think they figured it out. You know, it feels like we're, yeah. we're on to something. I don't know what it is, you know. Right. Uh, lightning in a bottle, but what? And uh, I think that in of itself became, had value. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. Everybody's predicting it'll do much better than Facebook, so... It's a big prediction. Which is so interesting because Facebook <laughs> actually has, um, it seems to have more opportunities right. for advertising. We'll but, see. I mean, like Facebook has a huge opportunity to like, create an entire like, new idea of a world with its own currency. Mm-hmm. We'll see how yeah. that works out. Well, they've been talking about that for a while, but yeah, that's a whole other, whole other show. Um, <laughs> any, any other questions, Allison? What else you got? No, I think I'm sad. I think you I'm sure? Sad. Thanks. I can see the wheels turning, but that's, yeah, yeah. Good, good job. Uh, do you have any questions for us? You don't have to. There's no pressure. Because I, I probably have no answers. I was just, you know, it was kind of filler. Well, I mean, I guess the only question <laughs> I would have is um, if you, I'm always curious to learn when anyone's doing something like show like this, like where the idea came from and what's the most rewarding part about what you're doing with your show? Um you know, I, I think one of the things I've always kind of just been obsessed with is good ideas, you know, and mm-hmm. how 
how they work. You know, I think good ideas come in dime a dozen and great projects come in dime a dozen. And, you know, but it is the process and the reasoning behind it, like having a, a real depth to why you do what you do. Like when you t- when you talk about where Tube Filter came from, you know, as a means of celebrating the, this new generation of creative talent, like that's a really meaning. It wasn't a business play, right? It wasn't like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool. We can make a lot of money if we did X, Y and Z. So. You know, we look at, but everything, and, it, and it's meant to sort of provide some inspiration to the, you know, a peer to peer. You know, mm-hmm. find like, oh, I know that person, like, and I didn't know that was the story behind it, or it's aspirational, and you go, okay, that's that's sort of the roadmap to get there, um, and really look at, you know, the the process. You know, when we talk about innovation, innovation crush is like. The crush is like, A, you're crushing it. Like, you're doing an awesome job at it. B, it is, um, uh, you know, we have an affinity or we have a crush on you because of how you've been innovative. Um, And and that's why I like to ask that question. Innovation to me is because it's it's so vastly different depending on who you ask. Um, But it all kind of leads to the same, you know, in destination. So, um, yeah, that was. Wow, Chris. Sorry. Sorry for my tears. Um, but, but, uh, yes, so I'm, I'm going to close now. Is that okay? You, you good? You have my permission. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this has been another episode of Innovation Crush. Thank you, Drew Baldwin, for stopping by. Uh, where can people find you? You can find me personally at Drew P. Baldwin. Drew, what's Drew P. Baldwin? Drew P. Baldwin. Okay, what does the P stand for? That is a challenge I'm going to... Uh, send out to your listeners. Oh, there we go. Uh, if you know my middle name, if you can figure it out, it's not easy to guess. Oh, uh, just tweet it at Drew P. Baldwin. Oh, awesome! All right, you're gonna retweet at least. There, we, there we go. Maybe even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely come to Social Media Week. It's gonna be a blast. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Thanks. Talk to you guys later. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and 3 comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.